Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Season 3 opener of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And as usual, you can always reach me at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Chef Bright Comedy, or simply search Surviving Empathy Podcast. You'll find me. I'm out there. And I also have a Patreon page where you can donate a couple bucks to the cause. We're trying to help out empaths. We're trying to give people robust mental health. And to find clarity and uh, happiness in a world that isn't always so clear or happy, you know? Uh, But today's episode, you guys, is all about the paranormal. Uh, We're trying to figure out what the truest nature of the paranormal is. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, the paranormal versus the supernatural and what the difference is, if any. We're going to talk about demons and malicious entities And then we're going to talk about belief versus disbelief and where to draw the line. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there. And so we can't believe in all of it, can we? I don't know. But um, that's what this show is about. Uh, We're going to try to sort out what's possible from what's not possible. And then lastly, we're going to talk about um, uh, finding ways to to be paranormal enthusiasts and empaths and uh, learning how to... um, not uh, opening ourselves, not open ourselves up to psychic attack. And what do I mean by that? I mean simply by simply, we have to respect the paranormal and we have to respect our boundaries as empaths. And there are ways to do that. And so we're going to talk about that. Thank you guys for joining for season three. Uh, it's, it's, this episode is a lot of fun, you guys. I have my wife, Rebecca, and we're going to uh, just go over all of this stuff. It was an hour and a half of fun. And uh, we got in some really deep stuff, and it was really, really good. So thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we're uh, so excited to be back. We've got so much more uh, ghost stuff and uh, paranormal and cryptid stuff for you. But uh, I think what we're going to start doing from here on out is one episode a week is going to be dedicated to the paranormal and one episode to mental health and or empath stuff. So that's uh, what you can expect from here on out. So thank you for joining us. And let's begin. Welcome back, folks, to the season three opener of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today I have my lovely, beautiful wife, Rebecca. Please say hello to the folks. Hello. So, you guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the season three premiere of Surviving Empathy. And as I told you guys in some of the bonus episodes, uh, we're trying to... uh, kind of step a little bit away from the empath mental health stuff because um, we really wanted to concentrate it in the winter because that's when I get the morbs the most. And I know that's when you get the morbs the most. Definitely. And And I love the morbs. Just the the phrase. The phrase. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't love the morbs. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, but we wanted to be there as a mental health resource and a resource for empaths. During the times in our life when we're most feeling, (laughs) way to describe it, you know. So, um, but but now that we're kind of going into spring, I can. We're in uh, Oregon, and the sun is actually out, so that's beautiful. Um, But I wanted to talk today, you guys, about the paranormal. We're going to try to do more paranormal stuff this season, and uh, perhaps let the empath mental health stuff go on the back burner. A little bit, but that being said, I will never completely stop talking about those things. It's it's who we are. It's what we're about, 
and we're here. We're here as a resource for you guys. So if you guys uh, have been listening to the show, you know Rebecca and I. We try to keep it real. We try to stay down to earth. We are like you know just that kitchen table. Uh, homespun, regular folk, uh, trying to demystify the mystical, if you will. You know, we're trying to demystify being an empath, being a sensitive, being an intuitive, however you want to put it. Um, but we're also here to kind of help us try to live a more robust life and try to make sense of this world, especially if you're a little more on the sensitive side, you know, and that's what it's all about. Um, so we'll never completely step away from, uh, the mental health stuff and the, empath stuff because it's who we are it's what we're all about but i just thought you know we really kind of uh, abandoned the poor ghosties this last season and uh so we wanted to talk about that so uh this uh episode i'm kind of calling it trying to figure out the nature of the paranormal uh paranormal versus supernatural demons and malicious entities uh belief versus disbelief and sorting out what's possible from what's likely not so we're just this this episode is going to be kind of a survey episode. In uh, subsequent episodes, we're going to get more and more into the weeds of specific kinds of phenomenon, uh, different kinds of entities, um, whether or not we really believe it or not. And, and that's the thing, you know, because we are believers, we're soft believers, but we're also, uh, I come from the skeptical community. Up until, you know, 10 years ago, I was religious, and now I'm an atheist and I'm a skeptic. Um, but I, but I'm also, I've seen too much. I know the paranormal is real. That's the thing. But to what extent? That's what we're trying to figure out. To what extent is this stuff real? And how do we play a role, a factor in the paranormal in terms of opening ourselves up to psychic attack, opening ourselves up to ghosties, opening ourselves up to malicious critters, you know? That's what it's all about. Yes. Is, is how can we, um, enjoy the paranormal and, and get into our creepy good fun without actually inadvertently, you know, summoning a demon into our bedroom or some shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so, so getting started, um, I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, we watch a, a lot of uh, paranormal TV just to get ideas, just to uh, get stories, because most of these stories are claiming to be from real people, from real places, um, and, uh, and, and then we also watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, all the paranormal stuff, you know, Slapped Ham, King Frostmare, uh, Casper Vision, the list goes on and on and on, uh, Nukes Top 5, and, you know, all of them, Lazy Masquerade, it never ends. Uh, <laughs> it does not end. Yeah, but, sure. um, but we, you know, the problem is, is that when you're looking at the paranormal, you're not sure what you're seeing, especially out of context. And so when videos are out of context, um, it's really hard to say. We can say as the, the strongest we can say is, oh, well, that's compelling, which means that it looks possible, looks believable, but without context, we really can't place it in the absolutely I believe category, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, and so that's why we try to get into the TV shows because especially the ones like My Ghost Story, and the ones that use real evidence and show real evidence, um, I enjoy the storytelling of the other ones as well. You know, it's fun. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. But um, but we also want to try to figure out what's real and what isn't. And while it is creepy good fun, and some days you just want to zone out and enjoy, other times you wake up and you're like, I don't know, you know. And so whenever I'm watching this stuff, most of the time I'm, I'm a pretty open-minded guy. 
But, like, watching last night, I was starting to go, oh, honky, please. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it gets a little outlandish sometimes, you know. And that's the thing is I want to stay open-minded to every possibility. But we also have to draw our reality line somewhere, you know. Yes, for sure. Yeah, sometimes it's just so out there that you're like right yeah well it doesn't help when they're telling a story about something outlandish and then the recreation looks like a fucking um kid store mask you know you're like (laughs) what the hell is this shit you know you're you're wearing some dollar tree mask and i'm like i'm supposed to believe you're a real uh, yeah entity you know um but some of them do a really great job at at um recreations um anyway so i wanted to get into paranormal tv a little bit um, there's a bunch of shows that we watch and, uh, we're always scanning shows. We'll watch an episode here. We'll watch an episode there. Um, <clears throat> the truth is, is that our, uh, paranormal zeitgeist, if you will, the, the pop culture phenom that is ghosts and ghost stories, uh, has become so ginormous and, uh, and, and it can really, almost counterintuitively make people think that this shit is all bogus. You know, if I was, and I am a skeptic, but if I was a non-believer in the paranormal, I would point to a lot of this stuff as, wow, what a bunch of hocus pocus, you know? And so I just wanted to ask you, hon, um, where do we draw the line on these TV shows of real versus not real? Because I've seen, you know, uh, you know, because it's one thing to be a paranormal entity. It's another thing to be a physical entity. Uh, it's quite another thing, again, to be a, a malicious or demonic entity. And while I do believe there are demons, I don't necessarily give them biblical connotation. I believe it to be something else, and we'll go into that later. But um, just kind of your, you know, kind of two cents worth. What do you think? Where do we draw the line and what's make-believe and what's just, whoa, come on, get real. Well, yeah, well, I just tend to, the ones that just seem so outlandish, like, oh, I woke up and there was a lizard man walking across my bed. Yeah. Like, when they're that out there, right. I definitely have a lot more disbelief Yeah. than when it's just like, oh, I woke up and I saw, like, a black shadow or I saw a mist or I saw, those right. just seem more believable to me yeah. because they just well, seem more in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I agree. No, and I think when you start getting into all these different creatures, um, and, and, and then the rules get really fast and loose, and so I'll talk about this now, I'll bring it up, what I call paranormal rules. You know, like in a movie, when a movie has certain internal logic, if they break the rules of that logic, whether it be zombie logic or vampire logic or whatever, if you don't have very set-in-stone paranormal rules... Um, and you start getting a little fast and loose with those rules, um, it starts taking on a, a feeling of storytelling more than reality. You yeah, know? definitely. And so, uh, what do you think, um, you know, because we've, we've heard, um, you know, because on the other hand, take like Amy Allen and Dead Files, for example. She believes in a lot of this rich, rich, um, just um, leg- uh, just uh, legends and uh, all these creatures and all these fascinating beasts. Um, and, and I just can't go there. What, I mean, what do you, like, what is the worst case scenario of, of all this? And what's the best case scenario? Well, like talking about Amy Allen, like, it's, it's hard to say. I'm not a psychic. 
I don't have those types of abilities, right. so I can't say 100% she's full of shit and all this <laughs> stuff doesn't exist. So yeah. I kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. And I forgot the question. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are just on fire in season three. Uh, no. Uh, uh, what I was saying is, is worst case scenario, what it, what can we believe? And best case scenario, yeah. what's, the, what's the most optimistic view of these creatures and what's the most cynical view the most cynical view is that everybody's full of crap and none of it exists right but i i absolutely believe that some of it exists and it's just yeah. hard you have to kind of try to weed out what's embellished what's imagined yeah what's, what's well, a dream what's a sleep paralysis episode right and that's exactly and i'm gonna read something that i wrote on facebook at the end here kind of goes into my understanding of the paranormal um, and, and also, um, you know, when you're a paranormal podcaster like us and you think about this shit constantly and you're one of your best friends is a Wiccan and they're constantly doing energy spells and healing spells and uh, sending good vibes and all those things. Um, I've told you that I'm, I'm open to it because as an empath, I, I do know that energy is intention. You know, but that doesn't mean that I'm a full boat believer in everything. And so I don't always yeah. know where to draw the line. And so like with our friend uh, Idris, um, she is a Wiccan. She uh, does protection spells every day. She does a lot of smudging and, and ceremonies, uh, cleansing ceremonies and such, uh, because she does believe that she has a spirit in her house. Uh, she mm-hmm. lives off of an old highway where there's been a lot of car accidents. She thinks there might be some roaming uh, spirits in her house and so she does a lot yeah. of protection and healing and cleansing uh you know spells if you will uh in order to sort of um not only help herself feel better i think because i think energy is intention when you do a ceremony or a ritual you feel better you 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 put purpose into your day and in your life and so you're kind of telling the the world hey this is what i want this is these are my energetic beliefs and uh you know I'm mm-hmm. sending positive healing vibes, you know, and so yeah. I, I can be open minded to those things. Um, but that doesn't mean that I think that it really always works. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this also at the end, I believe that we can um, sort of open ourselves to things um, like there's two things. We, we either open ourselves to the possibility that um we, in other words, we give energy where energy might not be due. In other words, if we're not a little bit cynical, if we're not a little bit skeptical, we start to believe in all of this. And as such, we get gullible. And as such, we might mm-hmm. even open ourselves up to psychic attack, I call it. You know, whether that yeah. be psychic attack from others or psychic attack from, you know, spirits in that world, too. Um, I just feel like if you don't draw the line at some baseline of, being a, a you know a little bit skeptical, you're gonna mm-hmm. end up just full boat going cuckoo, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah, yeah. You know, there you, you do have to draw some type of line because yeah, there's some stuff that. Well, I mean, a hundred percent can't say yes or no. These things exist or don't exist. So, right. but that's what being skeptical and being open to things is being is about. Yeah. So. I, but yeah, some of it's just so out there that I just don't even give it credence because I don't even want to. Well, anytime, anything. you know, anytime they talk about, cause we were watching an episode and, the, and this woman was talking, and this was, uh, one of the shows, um, uh, called, uh, my, 
my, my horror story or my haunting story or something. We're watching oh, no, Paranormal no, no. Survivor. Paranormal Survivor. That that's okay. it. It's from Canada. And, uh, you know, I try to believe that, you know, Canadians always come correct. You know, they would never lie to us. They're Canadians, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when they started talking about this woman who was religious, who uh, the Grim Reaper was visiting her with a gargoyle. And it was yeah. going into her bedroom and waking her up. And then uh, after a while, it disappeared. And then 28 years later, she has a son and it came back and the son saw it. And he said he believed, he saw it too. Yeah. And then uh, he yelled at it to be gone. And then it went outside. And, you know, and of course, it doesn't help that they're wearing these chintzy fucking yeah. silver masks. Like a, a Grim Reaper costume from, from, from what's it called? Uh, Spirit Ch- Halloween. Spirit <laughs> Halloween. Right, right. You know, so it doesn't help that the, the you know, uh, because some of these shows get some of the best special effects because they work with the Sci-Fi Channel and all those yeah. uh, mm-hmm. professionals on, what's that uh, game show that we used to watch about special effects? Oh, shoot. Uh, Face Off. Face Off, yeah. yeah. So they actually get, some of these shows get contestants mm-hmm. uh, and they go on to be professionals and then so they get a lot of help from these little effects houses that, uh, you know, started off uh, on yeah. these game shows. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's interesting. But point is, is that it gets really hard to believe after a while when you just start seeing all these ridiculous stories. Like last night, we, uh, the story about the hellhound. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't believe, I was being very skeptical throughout the entire show. Um, and it doesn't help that I, it, sometimes when it has really high production value, the more I start to think it's, it's full of like shit. It's just like a movie. Yeah. It feels like, like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like a screensaver. Like they're just trying to yeah. show beautiful images and mm-hmm. here's a beautiful forest. And that here's show is This woman. Forest is Haunted. This Forest is Haunted. Like right. Yeah. Right. But and they talked about, um, she goes to, uh, that penitentiary, the one that they use from Shawshank Redemption. I think she said it was called Mansfield. She did mention the yeah, name. Yeah, Mansfield in Ohio. Uh, mm-hmm. Reformatory, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, she goes there. She had a paranormal encounter where she saw a shadow man in his cell. She believed it to be a, ma- a prisoner or something. And just the thing that pissed me off about that show was instead of just showing the actual photo, they said they showed a picture, but then it said recreation of original yeah. picture. Just show the damn picture. Yeah, that well, just made it, it feel so not why real. They wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it would be more credible if they showed it just, for real. Yeah, that in itself would have made the whole thing way more credible. Well, and then the woman that was um, the actress doing it, she was just a little too perfect. She was a little too yeah, beautiful. Sure. <laughs> the house was all just a little too perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they had to get a dog trainer to to make the dog act certain ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this stuff. And so it's not to say that, that, you know, because any show can fake. Any show, whether it's chintzy or high production value, can still spin a yarn and kind of spin a tail. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily make it more real. But I guess when they show real evidence, I'm a little more inclined to believe. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, here's so, a recreation of a picture. Like, just why would show you me do the that? damn picture? If you have the real picture, then just show <laughs> because it. Because the picture probably was not very, uh, yeah, maybe very good. I don't know. Hard it's to just, say. It was weird. It was kind yeah. of a weird choice, I thought. Well, and that's why I try to look at all this from a skeptical, grounded, scientific point of view. But then, uh, you know, unlike a full blown skeptic, I do believe as an empath, I do feel and sense energy. And I mm-hmm. don't always sense it in my own home, thank God. Oh, and that reminds me, 
the bumps on the bonus episode. We we debunked it. Uh, it was my <laughs> lamp, you guys. I had pushed my microphone and I had hit the lamp with it, and then the lamp hit the picture of uh, the Joker here, uh, Heath Ledger yep, Joker, so it and, it, and it hit a tapping yeah. sound, and it made it the whole wall echo. Yeah, and I was did. like, whoa. That's why we were like, what's going on here? But yeah, so we debunked that. So no ghosts. Whew. Uh, yeah. Phew. Yeah. Well, then, because then you were also talking about your little uh, native uh, deodorant bar. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about that, and then we'll, we'll continue after. Oh, well, I just, I have a deodorant from the company Native, and it's one of their um, <clears throat> less waste ones, so it's made out of cardboard. Yeah. And it's like those old push pops from back in the day, those old... Right. Um, like a toilet yogurt. paper roll. <laughs> yeah, it's like the little things you push up and eat. Yeah. But So that's the mechanics of it. And I kept like getting pushed up. Like It's really hard to push up, and I kept opening it, and mm-hmm. it had been pushed up. Yeah. But like we said, it has a very strong suction when you put the, the cap on and when you mm-hmm. take the cap off. So that's what it was. But of course, I was like... What the fuck is happening? Yeah, What's she would she go in into the shower and she's like, "Why is my uh, deodorant still always pushed up?" And pushed finally, up an inch I was higher than it was when I left it yesterday. Huh? Pushed up an inch higher than it was when I left it yesterday. Right. And I told her, I said, "Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I know what it, it is." Told and, it what it is. And I yeah. said, "Yeah, it's a <laughs> suction because it's so tight. The, mm-hmm. the top cap goes all yeah. the way around the tube, and so when you pull there's that, no there's a really all. tight yeah, suction. It is. So yeah. I assumed that when you put it back on." It probably is trying to create an equilibrium, and it pushes. Mm-hmm. It probably sucks the um, yeah, deodorant up a little so. bit. Yeah, definitely. So we no thank, but of God. course we freak ourselves out and thank get goodness. these mindsets. Like. Yep, no ghosts in here. <laughs> thank goodness. But uh, anyway, getting back, um, you know, it's it's weird the paranormal because on the one hand you want to believe. And on the other hand, it's like, really, you know, it gets a little outlandish. And so I think, and that's what's doing a disservice to the industry, if you will, is that everybody's fascinated in it and everybody has a right to talk about it, um, but everybody's getting on the bandwagon. And that's Mm -hmm. why this show, I'm trying to be a little bit less like, ooh, and a little more, hey, let's see what this is really about, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I'm trying to create a baseline of what's real. If we can't agree on the facts, then how are we ever going to understand really what's going on there? And so, yeah, my most cynical view would be that, um, you know, that that these creatures are being hallucinated, that the people uh, that it's happening to were probably going through a mental health lapse that um, perhaps they were dreaming it, perhaps it was sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Or like the one last night, they they were talking about what happened, and I looked at you and said, sounds like carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. Then the next sentence out of her mouth was that they came and it was carbon monoxide. Yes. And their, her whole <clears throat> paranormal thing with it was saying, well, they couldn't figure out exactly how it started leaking, so therefore paranormal. Yeah, well, yeah. So well, and that's her- the problem is that, you know, because I watched a, a TED Talk once with a woman who is um, completely skeptical. She's like, I don't believe in ghosts. I believe 100% of the time ghosts can be explained by something else. And and I think, I don't want to say that's, you know, because a part of you is like, oh, that <laughs> <Yeah>. gum. <laughs> you know, it makes you sad because it's like, really? Um, but then she made a lot of uh, really good points about nine times out of ten it can be explained or debunked. Through conventional means, you know. So, mm-hmm. yes, carbon monoxide creates hallucinations. 
creates anxiety, causes health problems, creates mental health lapses, makes you sleep too long, makes uh, you have vivid dreams and nightmares mm-hmm. and night terrors. Yeah. So all of that can be explained. That entire story, I believe, was mm-hmm. probably just carbon yeah, monoxide poisoning. And their whole the whole thing saying it was paranormal was that the, <clears throat> the fire inspector couldn't figure out what happened. Well, okay, you can't pinpoint an exact thing for be- paranormal. Yeah, just because you can't figure out how the carbon monoxide was happening doesn't mean, doesn't mean therefore supernatural yeah, or exactly. paranormal. Right, yeah. exactly. So that one kind of so, pissed me off, actually, because that's well, the kind of thing that makes it all seem fake and makes people make fun of things. Right. Because, because it opens... proving pe- the point. It, it belays the point. It makes it seem ridiculous and less believable. Yeah, yeah. and if we believers want... To really build up what's real, get people to understand that we're going to have to stop playing in fantasy world. And that's yeah. the thing also, is that sometimes like with Amy Allen, no offense to Amy, I like her as a person. Yeah, um, But she talks about all these things and then she has somebody draw it. And it's always some beast or some weird looking ghost. Now, I do believe that some of this could be real because, and, and you know, up until recently, I wasn't sure uh, but when I started watching The Lamb House with Kent at um, uh, Ghosts of Carmel, Maine, um, yeah. he talks about there being sometimes animal-looking spirits. Uh, one time he snapped a picture and it looked like this hovering seal. Yeah, I remember that. One yeah. time it looked like mm-hmm. an eagle. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll go into that. It's called Morphing, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but I-, I guess it opened up me up because... Uh, I know that Kent is religious, and that's okay. Um, I think religion has its place in the paranormal. Yeah, and he doesn't um, but seem also, overly religious. Hmm? Like he doesn't seem overly no. religious. Like that's coloring everything. He no, does no, exactly and- right. No, I don't believe it is, and and that's why I believe him because yeah. I believe he does good work. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we will talk about religion in a little bit and what that can do, good and bad. Um, because I do believe it, religion does have its place in the paranormal. Religion is a form of spirituality. Spirituality is a form of uh, healing or intention, and therefore it's all valid and it all yeah. has its purpose. That being said, too much of something can, uh, you know, too much. It's like the time I put a single habanero pepper into my um, pot roast, and uh, I had to throw the whole batch out. It was so <laughs> fucking hot. <laughs> so don't, you know, what, you know, that's all I'm saying is, is the analogy is, is that, you know, too much of something can spoil the batch, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we have to always be able to debunk, uh, rule out pareidolia, which is um, seeing patterns or images within something that is pretty Mm -hmm. random. Yeah. You know, like when you stare at your wall and you see the bumps on the wall and you make out a pirate face or you make out something, Mm -hmm smile or something you yeah. know it's like yeah that's pareidolia so we have to rule that out we have to be able to debunk any possible natural occurrence like we did with the microphone it wasn't the jack-o'-lantern it wasn't a ghost it was me moving the microphone and hitting the lamp mm-hmm. ah natural and we did it today we tested it and it, it made the exact same yep. sound like yeah. oh there it is yeah so yeah it freaked me out but um you know uh, you know because you know when you're doing stuff on a show like this, you're not always aware of what you're doing because you're so 
in the moment talking that you don't realize your hand's doing this and it's mm-hmm. doing this. And the yeah. next thing you know, you hear a bump. You're like, what happened? It's like, right. you didn't even know you, <laughs> you did, did that. something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and that's what I mean about the paranormal is that um, we have to consider people's, the, their mental state. We have to uh, think about their mental health. We have to think about um, their religious beliefs, what they're open to uh, and not open to. And so all these things, a lot of the paranormal can and should be debunked, you know. That being said, whatever is, you know, whatever you're left with that can't be is, um, mm-hmm. you know, I call, oh, that's exciting. That's, uh, you know, what I call, um, what do I call it, babe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so at the worst, I'm like, no, that's nonsense. And at the best, I go, oh, okay, that's compelling. Yeah. That doesn't mean I necessarily believe, but I'm saying given the information I have. It's a possibility. It's a possibility, mm-hmm. right. I can't entirely rule it out yeah so getting back to the hellhound thing um so she goes to the prison and she um she sees this thing they do a reenactment of the shadow man on a cot or bed and then she goes home she goes through an experience where she's getting all these uh what nightmares and such Mm -hmm. yeah she has a nightmare that her dog uh gets mangled and um what else happened, hon? She saw things in the woods, the way the reenactment was, at least. She didn't even mention that in her interviews. But right. The, the show made it seem like she was seeing things in the woods, like eyes. and Yeah, because she lives, she lives in the woods, and that's why the show is all about the woods. And so she was seeing eyes in the woods, and um, strange things were happening around the house. Uh, she, yeah. Oh, one night she woke up, and this shadow man uh, was in her bedroom. She freaked out. She woke her husband. And I don't, they, they didn't really show whether they, he saw yeah, it or no, not. No, they didn't really. Yeah. No. But then, um, uh, dirt, as the story continues, her, uh, she ends up finding her, uh, first she goes into the woods and she finds a dead bird. Yeah. And then later in the sh- uh, story, she, she, um, talks about her dog dying. Now, uh, I was trying to be skeptical throughout this whole thing, but then at the end, finally she brings up the point, which was that she believes that, um, that, this hellhound uh, was manifested in that prison because there was so much uh, destruction and, and, and death. There a giant fire. There's a giant fire, right. People. Yeah. And so they believe, she believes that um, evil, malicious entities can be created in places where there's a lot of psychic negative juju, a lot of bad energy. Yeah. Where maybe there's a lot of tragic deaths or a lot of bad people or a lot of bad energy uh, over time uh, that can create or manifest a, a, a hellhound, if you will. Now, all that being said, do I believe in hellhounds? Not really, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, I mean, um, the way if you, it's a lot, if you get away, if you step away from the physical being of a hellhound and you more kind of make it that perhaps all these creatures are just, you know, there's there's they're um they're psychic energies, and they're and they can probably manifest in any way that they want, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, and because we as people have to be able to de- define something or put a name to it or put mm-hmm. an actual shape to it, right? So it's kind of just a way of so it's kind of a way of showing something. that we are seeing patterns, yeah. By showing certain types of figures. Yeah. And yeah, because I do believe that demons are real, but then when you start talking about the horns and the hooves mm-hmm. and all that yeah. shit and the pig faces, and 
I'm like, oh, fucking come on, really? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, 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 you know, the thing is, is that, you know, that's the thing when there's a lot of negative hate and, and bad energy, perhaps it congregates and over time it takes on a form uh, that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I it's can't. kind of like the chicken and the egg thing, too. Like, if there's a t- an evil entity that's been around for centuries because mm-hmm. it's has some type of awareness and it right. it's aware of these things these labels that we're putting on it right. does it then manifest itself that way oh, because of yeah or right. do people see no. it that way because of what they've heard because because of our customs because yeah. of our religious uh, beliefs because of some of the popular tropes mm-hmm. if they're aware of our tropes perhaps they'll manifest as mm-hmm. something that they know we're scared by yeah so or we see it that way because we've heard yeah. of it that way so, so it's, it's yeah. So worst case scenario, it's all bullshit. And best case scenario, perhaps the reason why there's such a rich paranormal world of all these different beasts and creatures and different forms uh, is because um, they can project themselves kind of like a skinwalker where it can it can uh, shape shift, if you will. It can project itself any way that it wants, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's best case scenario, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. in that regard, OK, fine, you know. Yeah. Um, but but when you're watching it, sometimes it's like really <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know so so yeah so then um, so so to finish that story um, you know her dog died it was very sad and she believes that she something followed her home from the prison mm-hmm. and uh, this hellhound uh, made her life hell if you will you know mm-hmm. okay yeah. so it was very sad and. And I think that's another reason why we like these stories is whether it's all real or not is kind of beside the point. It's, it's, it's about human connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got a lifetime uh, TV kind of vibe from it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. touchy feely, warm, you yeah. know, we all want that. We all crave that. That's our, that's our, oh, it's chicken soup for yep. the soul, you exactly. know? <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. But uh, so getting into um, religion. Um, now I used to be a Christian. I have nothing against religion in and of itself. I think sometimes it can go too far. Sometimes any belief system can go too far and get into the, uh, go into zealotry and, uh, you know, uh, believing in stuff that's not always real, etc. But what, what is it? Okay. Okay. So I have written here religion and the paranormal, faith-based paranormal, religion and disbelief, religion opening up paranormal activity, and malicious intent due to religious beliefs. Now, let's break that down. Okay. I have to burp. Hold on. Okay, I had to pause. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't want to burp in your ear there. I'm um, sipping my coffee, and I get too excited, and I get all, I swallow all this air. Uh, but anyway, so so uh, I believe that religion has its place in the paranormal because, I mean, priests use it to um, get rid of demons and malicious entities from homes, Shamans use religion in the Native American culture to cleanse houses. Um, and so we can't completely discount um, the the power that religion and belief have on the paranormal. Because when we're talking about energy, we're talking about intention. And if you believe something enough, um, all that power and energy and psychic energy, uh, we there's power and force behind that. And yeah. so I can't say, oh, no, re- all religion's bullshit. Not necessarily in the paranormal. Now, I personally don't believe there is a biblical God, a sky father up there taking care of us. I wish it to be true. I I sincerely do. Um, But I don't judge others who are religious. I got a lot from it when I was a Christian. I just, uh, you know, grew out of it. It's not nothing against anyone. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but but you can't deny that religion does have its place in the paranormal, especially with demons, especially with malicious entities. Um, and so I have two things here. Um, the first one is, where is it? Um, uh, religion opening up paranormal activity. In other words, um, when you're religious, it's the same as if you were a Wiccan. When you have certain beliefs, uh, I believe you can actually evoke or open yourselves to mm-hmm. the paranormal. Do you want to talk about what, what are your beliefs on that? I think that's definitely a possibility because you, you are, it, by, yeah, by being religious, you are opening yourself up to things that you can't see, that you have right. to take on faith. And I just kind of feel like it does just open you up. Well, it just, opens you up to the spiritual world because yeah. when you talk about spirituality, I mean, you're talking about spiritualness. And what is that? I mean, you know, religion, spirituality is energy, ghosts are energy, and that, and being an empath are energy. And that's why this stuff is all sort of intertwined. And that's mm-hmm. why I can't completely, you know, say out of hand, oh, well, religion's nonsense. It's not necessarily whether you believe in God or not is irrelevant to the greater point that the energy and the intention mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it serves a purpose in, in two ways. It serves a purpose in getting rid of bad spirits. It also uh, might evoke spirits. In other words, um, it invites. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like uh, I have to use this uh, analogy. It's like when in uh, Age of Ultron, when uh, the vision said, our mere presence invites challenge. Yeah. Okay. Meaning mm-hmm. in this regard, religious people have a strong backbone of, of, of faith-based, God-based positivity and hope, and, and, and it might invite malicious spirits or non-believing spirits or mm-hmm. whatever to, to, to challenge them yeah, because, they're, they're, because they're living their life based on open-minded belief. And when you open... Well, kind of. Well, <laughs> well, it depends. Was, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I know well, what that's, you're well, we yeah. can talk about that too after. But, uh, but yeah, there is kind of a thing there where, as in actually opening yourself. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that religion sometimes. Um, uh, it's. I find it kind of ironic that you could believe in an invisible ma- sky man, but you can't mm-hmm. believe in an invisible well, man yeah. in front like, of you. Like, I don't know if yeah. I mentioned this on one of the things we recorded, but yeah, one of the shows. He he was like, "Well, I don't believe in anything that I can't see or feel or hear or touch." But then he turns around and prays. Right. Like, well, like, you do. You do. Because you don't that's even, what your whole religion is. And you don't even so see you don't it. even, re- don't put the things together. You don't even don't put even it together. To right, right. And we're not trying to disrespect religion. We're just no. trying to say that, you know, how can you believe in these invisible forces and not somewhat believe in, in other invisible the other forces? Invisible forces. <laughs> right, right. So when you, if you're either kind of all in or all out, yeah, buddy, sorry. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good point. Um, but um, do you, I mean, you know, because I do believe religion can help, uh, but sometimes it can hinder. Um, but never mind whether or not, you know, uh, their belief invites uh, it or not. You know, it, I think it can. Do you, what, do you want yeah. to talk on that? I think it can in the way you mm-hmm. said that just by being that good and that positive, it kind of invites negative things to try to challenge it yeah and i think also it just opens you up because like even like the act of praying you're kind of opening yourself up right. to something you're, you're opening and a communication what else communicate to the god in yeah. heaven but and, that opening is there other things other can things come might on respond in. to it. yeah mm-hmm. it might invite 
challenged yeah, by whatever malicious reason. spirits yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's the thing is, and that's where, you know, because as, a, as an empath, I'm trying to come to terms with energy. And I, I you know, I used to do, uh, when I was a massage therapist, I used to do what's called energy work, which is just energy mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, our good friend Idris is a Wiccan, and she believes that energy is powerful and all this. Well, the other day, we were talking about this guy, and she was worried that this guy, you know, um, he's a... He's a, a he's another podcaster and he he's been coming on my page just causing all kinds of havoc and I'm like dude this is my this is my public you know life you gotta calm down you know um, but uh, she's like well you know I'm gonna light a candle for you and and I think you should cleanse and all that stuff and I was like okay you know and I I do believe it's it can't hurt you know I believe yeah. that every once in a while negative energy can sort of I don't know, uh, residual energy can linger and it's probably a good mm-hmm. thing to cleanse it and clear it out and start over um, because you don't know how that, all that anxiety and all that tension, all that negativity over time might, you know, have it's some lasting effect. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, so I, I do keep an open mind to it, but I'm also, I told her, I said, but what if, what if I'm allowing him to have too much power? In like other bringing words, bringing more attention to it. Yeah, and, and well, like this guy lives in California. He lives like 800 miles from us, and I, I have to do like a cleansing or protection spell because he might psychically attack me. Like mm-hmm. fuck him, he can attack away, <laughs> bud. Like he's that far away. I just don't, you know. And that's the thing. Like a part of me believes that energy is real. And, and that, uh, I you know, if you're a master voodoo priestess and you put a voodoo spell on someone, do I believe that sometimes that could probably open somebody to negative uh, attack? Sure, because they're, you're, ta- you're talking about somebody who spent their whole life in that realm doing it. Mm-hmm. This is just a podcaster guy who, you know, frankly is, you know, plagiarizing my brand a little and who uh, is always coming on being annoying I don't have anything yeah. against the guy, but he's a little weird, you know, but, but I like the guy and, uh, you know, but the thing is, is, um, I don't believe that he has the, uh, power or focus or attention to harm me just cause he's upset mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. You know what just, I mean? Yeah. So I guess I'm someone just, else maybe, but not that particular. Right. Person. Well, so I just it's... feel like if we open ourselves too, too much, then we might actually be opening ourselves up to psychic attack where there is none, because you're putting too much power into their abilities. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Because I do believe in the lo- that can't hurt, might help, that energy is intention. And so I try to use that to inform myself on all of the different uh, energy phenomenons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm also a hardened skeptic. I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, d- or maybe we're just... Because when you live in that world of religion... And live in that world of energy and healing all, all, all the time. It might open you up to psychic attack. It might open you up to uh, spirits attacking. It might, mm-hmm. you might, uh, you know, when the ve- when the veil is thin between our worlds, perhaps th- they can sneak over. They well, see you. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about the other night. Like maybe we should slow down on these ghost shows for a little while, just kind of yeah. instead of. Because the channel open all the time. Because we're, that's right. It's kind of like when you open up a spirit board, it it doesn't, the, the, it's not the board that is powerful. It's the belief and and opening up the the energetic channel. And so if you do that, 
all the time, chances are you might just evoke something that you don't understand. And, and if you don't have the training, and we have some of the training, but but I can't say that I'm a shaman. I'm not a, a master Wiccan. I can't say any no, of that stuff. No. And so I can't really say, oh, yeah, I have the ability to stop this. Not necessarily. And that's why, you know, I do believe, and I'll talk about this at the end, but we do have to at least respect the paranormal because mm-hmm. we know that something's out there and something is happening. And that kind of brings it back to the religion thing, too. Yeah. The people that are, it, like a lot of the shows, it seems to be people that are very religious, these things keep happening to. Right. And that could be because they're so religious, they're, they're always in that mindset. To that mindset, and, that, mindset yeah, and, and opening, therefore opening themselves yeah. to psychic attack, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I, you know, and I'm not, we're not saying that to piss on them or piss on their religion. It's no, just to say you are always living stuff. in this place where the communication is always the channel is always open because you're mm-hmm. always thinking about the afterlife you're always thinking about the other side you're always thinking about talking to the supernatural yeah so yeah, perhaps absolutely. that does psychically open you to those things mm-hmm. yeah and that being said um that's fine if you know what you're doing you know um but that's the thing like with our friend idris i love her dearly she uh, i've learned a lot about um the ceremony and rituals of energy work mm-hmm. and um, uh, lighting candles and energy healing. and um, But this is more, not, see, like my energy healing as a massage therapist was more like body contact. Mm-hmm. I had You had to be in the vicinity yeah. of me so that mm-hmm. I could put my energy into you. Um, I, doing it uh, kind of through, like, I don't know, long distance, if you will. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. less likely to me because we're talking about a huge, huge planet Full of energy. How would someone have the focus to do something like that? That Mm -hmm. being said, um, I don't, I respect her views Mm -hmm. and I respect her abilities because I do truly believe that um, there is something to it. But to that extent, I don't, sometimes I just think about it. I'm like, couldn't we possibly open ourselves up to this stuff too much mm-hmm. and perhaps that can uh, mess up our mental health and it can yeah. make us believe in things that aren't there and we're giving too much power things. to psychic attack, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, no disrespect. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's kind of a fine line. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So is there anything else about religion that we haven't talked about? Oh, I did want to say, um, uh, on the one hand, it can open you up to it, but and then we talked about possibility of malicious entities um, wanting to challenge religious people because um, mm-hmm. they want to, you know, it's oh, almost yeah, like bitch. a mockery. Well, it's yeah. a mockery of. Yeah, totally. They say that the Holy Trinity, the Three Scratches, is a mockery, mockery of, of the Holy yeah. Trinity, and therefore their existence is a mockery of religion, and therefore they might feel the need to challenge religious people. Mm-hmm. I'm, if you're religious, I'm just saying. I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Just that you have to sometimes know where the line is if you get too into your religion. And I think that's it, too, with the, a lot of this paranormal stuff is that um, how it affects your life, um, you have to make sense of it. And then we're hearing their interpretation of it. And that's based on their beliefs. That's also based on their spiritual, religious beliefs, as well as their paranormal beliefs. And so at the end of the day, by the time it's gone through... All these iterations, 
you're trying to figure out what's what really happened there Mm -hmm. and that's the thing and that's you know because i've heard stories from family members and uh, friends of the family where thing weird things have happened um i sincerely do believe that there is a paranormal world out there and that there are malicious entities out there i do believe that um but to what extent i don't always know and that's why when it gets overly hokey i'm like "Eh, i don't know Mm -hmm. you know but that being said i do believe when you play around with the paranormal you're playing around with um a world and a realm that we don't quite understand and um and that's why when we're getting into the paranormal i do believe you have to step away from it after a while you know like uh sunday I'd been watching paranormal show after paranormal show after paranormal show. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then Sunday came and I was like, man, I'm burnt out. Like, I'm starting to feel dark about this. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of that story. Um, uh, I had moved back from Salt Lake City. I was working as a chef. I was with my previous girlfriend. Uh, We had broken up and I was just, you know, sad and forlorn. And I spent that whole summer feeling bad for myself uh, watching uh, horror movies. And after a while, I finally got up and got out and went to the grocery store. And uh, some of the people in there started to look like the zombies, the characters I was watching on these shows, mm-hmm. because I was just immersed, so immersed in that in world, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think the same thing can happen in, in that regard, too. Whereas if we get too much into the paranormal, not only does it sort of um, make us think a lot about mortality and our health and life and death, and all these deep, deep subjects, which can uh, kind of overcomplicate us and make us dark and deep yeah. um, and that energy. And so we have to step away. And so I told Idris that day um, that, you know, I would do, you know, a, a ceremony to cleanse the house. But and, I, you know, and then, you know, grounding, going outside, reconnecting mm-hmm. with Earth and the sun. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I said I had to take a day off. I was like, nope. No paranormal for me today because I was starting to feel like I felt I sensed it. I was feeling dark, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and the day was rainy and cloudy, and uh, winter had been dragging on for too long. And I was like, "Ugh, I got to take a day off," you know. And so I love this stuff, and it's fascinating. But I do believe that when you enter that world, you have to step out from time to time because if you don't, yeah. um, you're energetically aligning yourself to very dark forces and very dark just. Even if it's not the forces, it's just the very dark subjects that our brain, uh, you know, starts to uh, think about too much. And that can, you know, where the brain goes, the body follows. And where the body goes, the emotions follow. And so mm-hmm. if, you, if you're concentrating too much on negative things or really dark, heavy things, after a while, you just start to think too much about it. And you start to think too much about energy. You start to think too much. In other words, and, I, and this is what I told you and this is what I told Idris, uh, sometimes we have to join the living. Yeah. And that just means yeah. do mundane real life stuff. Mm-hmm. So that day I just watched stuff about stereos and audio mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. I yeah. watched, you know, a video on how uh, this guy was putting his new, um, you know, 5.2 system in his brand new home and how he was putting in ceiling speakers and all that. And, you know, and it just because it reminds you of nothing about the paranormal world. And sometimes we have to take breaks, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. You know, just because I did bring it up, I want to talk about old hag syndrome and sleep paralysis and morphing. Um, So I do believe that we have to get to the bottom of these things. We always have to rule out paranoia. We always have to debunk and we always have to make sure, you know, that it wasn't some natural cause. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then when you get rid of everything and there's still something there, that's when it gets compelling. It's like, okay. Um, but I wanted to talk, you know, uh, sleep paralysis, I believe. I get sleep paralysis all the time. I do hear a lot of people talk about how there's an external tormentor when they're in paralysis, yeah, that, that they feel a quote-unquote demon yeah. or critter or creature or mm-hmm. scary boogeyman uh, off in the distance in their room. Um, I never res- I never got that. Um, yeah. Call me a scientific pragmatist. or I- I've been getting sleep paralysis since I was a young lad, and uh, it never did any of that to me. Um, I would freeze up, and I- and when it happens, it's scary because you don't know if you're ever going to get released from it. And then you kind of have to force your hands. You're like willing your hands to wake up. And all it is is when your um, your brain wakes up before your body mm-hmm. during REM sleep. And your body's asleep and your brain wakes up and you can't, and it can't wake its body up yet. You're like, ah, come on. you know. Yeah. And it is scary. But I've never had the external uh, tormentor thing. And so I do believe in a lot of, lot of cases, especially in the old days, we have to rule out sleep paralysis. We have to rule out carbon monoxide poisoning. And we do have to rule out all the conventional natural things in this world that could cause sounds and movements and things like that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think with that, sometimes they it's their brain's way of, of putting a face to what's happening to them. Right. So their brain kind of maybe conjures a dark figure in the corner just to explain why this is happening to you. Yeah, because our brains, and that's the thing, that's a very good point, is that our brains are constructed in such a way to find patterns in the random, to Mm -hmm. find, to make sense of things that don't make sense. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, we're always trying to make sense of things that don't make sense. And so with the paranormal, a lot of things don't make sense. Um, And that's why, you know, I still believe because... Once you rule out all the things that make sense, then you start getting to the things that don't make sense. And then you're like, well, maybe there was something in that house that was causing it. You know, you you hear a lot about um, uh, haunted houses where people have night terrors and dreams about the same things. And it's because the energy is surrounding them that they're having these dreams. And so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm open-minded to that, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe if you were saturated in an old house... Say mm-hmm. you're in an old Victorian home from the 1700s and there's all these deaths and all this energy. Um, perhaps you could have dreams that oh, yeah. about Definitely what was happening in that house. Yeah. Or, or maybe the ghost or spirit is um, giving you information somehow through that energy. Mm-hmm. Because it, when, when we're asleep, it opens up our subconscious. Yeah. And we're much more likely to believe in all this stuff when, we, when the part of our brain that's logical goes away and the part of our Mm -hmm. brain that's all subconscious i think we open ourselves to these things and so yeah i can believe that sure Mm -hmm. why not yeah definitely. you know yeah yeah uh i do have written here um oh oh oh, and then the other thing um before i move on uh the morphing uh we've only run into this a couple of times uh, there, what was the show we were watching with Maria Conchita Alonso? It was the My Ghost Story. My Ghost Story, mm-hmm. right. So on this show, there was an episode where a guy was making an old silent film with some actress, actors and actresses. And it was in black and white. And they were making this film in this old... Um, it was kind of a tribute to, old to the old black and white movies. And, yeah. And, yeah, I don't remember where they were filming it. Was, it, it looked like it was filmed in like an old castle yeah. in L.A. or something. Mm-hmm. 
And um, and the point is, is that uh, they were when they were going over their dailies, which is their daily footage. Um, they were watching a, this thing called morphing, where uh, people were morphing into like Maria Conchita Alonso. Apparently, she was in this film. It never did get released, but. Um, she was in it, but she had a beard in one scene, and they couldn't explain why she was. It was one, like one of the because they were doing it on film, so right. it was like real one, film. What's that called? One cell or one? Yeah, one frame. Yeah, one frame. Mm-hmm. But it was this weird. Yeah, where there was it looked like thing. she had a beard, and then there was many, many other examples where they were showing where people's faces were morphing into faces that weren't their own. Some of them looking like demonic. Some of them looking mm-hmm. weird and. Um, and one time, remember, babe, we were watching that one uh, episode where the late there was a oh, ghost yeah. hunt mm-hmm. in England, yeah. and the woman looked like she was starting to smile like a hag face, like yeah, a witch that, face. That is one of the weirdest things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and then they pulled her out yeah. and said, hey, come on in. And they talked to her, and they showed her the footage, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, wow, I that's and then they talked me. to her later, and she was having mm-hmm. really weird dreams and really weird things happened for a couple yeah, weeks so, afterwards. So that's the thing is like you know, as much as I try to be um, you know skeptical about this, um, when that energy is thrust upon you, there is what's called oppression and possession in d- mm-hmm. demonology. But it also happens with spirits as well as they can uh, take over for a time. It's almost like some, yeah, something's in you mm-hmm. and its true form is coming out in some way that just makes you look different. That morphs you for a split you, second. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and it's only something that we capture on uh, video mm-hmm. because video uh, can capture uh, things that we can't see with our own naked eye. Yeah. So yeah. I do, you know, do I believe in all that? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Say, it's yeah, fascinating... like the film thing, I'm, I kind of wonder, I mean, and I don't know a lot about film or any of that stuff, so right. I don't know if it would be kind of a, a weird blurring effect in one frame because mm-hmm. of movement. Right. Or, so like the other one was on a digital digital film, so it was yeah. an actual, just you could see right. her changing when well, she was and that's, smiling. That's weird, a good so point because you're talking about film versus digital, yeah. and then you're talking about frames and motion. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're moving really fast... And you're shooting some, I'm, I'm an amateur uh, videographer. And so when you're shooting something at 24 frames per second and you do something very fast, you get what's called There's a blur effect. be a weird blur in one right. or two frames. And, and sometimes yeah. those blur effects can look like things mm-hmm. they aren't. Yeah. So a paradoia kicks in and now you look like a demon when all you really did was move your face real fast. Mm-hmm. And now you have this thing. But the fascinating thing about both of these is that the digital video during the ghost hunt in England... She was standing still. Yeah, and she it was, was happening sitting, to her yeah, face. Yes, yes, as she was smiling, her nose was elongating, and her face was taking on this whole. It's almost like shape. a Joker type of smile, like a Joker it's, smile, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. And so that's compelling. And it's, then, yeah. um, and then the one with the silent film, um, when you know there was just too many instances of it yeah. happening. Yeah. That's what was so weird. Yeah. If it was just you one, one or frame two little thing, the whole movie, then okay, yeah, but it was happening over thing, and but... over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the point that they felt like something was going on. And so they yeah. believe they opened up some kind of paranormal phenomenon there. I think, yeah, I think they're kind of, and that's called be- morphing. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. were doing this in a tribute to all these silent actors and actresses. And a lot of them had very tragic, weird endings. Oh yeah. But maybe it was their way. Maybe. Of- yeah, and and that's just the thing, and you know, and that's the thing, you guys is, you know, sometimes it has to do with the where you're in an old home, lot of death. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to do with the what, which is 
um, uh, what we're thinking and talking about, the subject matter. Yeah. Sometimes it has to do with belief. And, and so we, and that's what I'm saying is I'm open to the idea of energy and energy work and, um, you know, like when people send you positive healing vibes and things, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, send away, you know, please, you know, yeah. because it can't hurt. Um, exactly. and, and we don't really understand the dynamics of energy. Um, but at the same time, we want to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what's so compelling about that is that I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it had I not seen it multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Now that I've seen it happen more than once. I'm like, okay, repeatable mm-hmm. phenomenon. Great. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Compelling. So, yep. yeah, hard to say, you know? Okay. So, moving on, uh, I have written here physical threats versus energy threats versus spiritual or emotional threats. And what I'm talking about is when a person is under a ghost attack or a psychic attack or a, just a negative attack from the influences of energy in their room or, or what's going on in their life. Um, I believe that um, when you're trying to explain the paranormal, you have to break things down into, is this a physical threat or is this more of just a, a threat to my energy and mood, you know, mm-hmm. making me feel dark things. Yeah. And, and that can mess with our emotional and mental health. Um, yeah. And so that's the thing is like, I'm always trying to understand, is this a physical creature or an energy creature. And that's why sometimes when they talk about hellhounds and hell beasts and shit, I'm like, eh. but then you start to think about, well, maybe it's just a manifestation of uh, all the collective anger and hate and negative energy. And, and it takes on this mm-hmm. form. Why you would choose that? I don't know. You know, yeah. is that either what, that's choosing it or that's what your brain is interpreting it yeah, as? It's yeah, I don't know. It's I really, know. It's, yeah. it's in, and that's why it's like, yeah, I know sometimes it comes off outlandish, but you know, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, things have to sort of start repeating for me to go, oh, okay, I'm seeing yeah. there's maybe something yeah. to this. You hear you know, it across eight different stories, people that have never talked to each other. Yeah. Different parts of the world. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it kind of lends some credibility to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, maybe there's something to it. Um, but yeah, that's the whole thing about this is you don't ever always know, um, you know, where to place your skepticism, you know? Yeah, definitely. So when I'm talking about um, demons and malicious uh, intent, energy creatures, whatever you want to call them, uh, malicious intent, spirits, whatever, um, I I do believe that we have to discern the difference between a creature. Hold on. Sorry, guys, we had a Somebody on a motorcycle ride by <laughs> or something. Something. One of those mufflers on a car. Yeah. Even and I got the, the, it's nice sunny day today here in Oregon, so we've got the window open. But um, anyway, yeah. But so, so I mean in the terms of um, we have to discern the difference between is a person being actually attacked or are they just in a weird, dark place and their own personal demons are manifesting mm-hmm. yeah. in some real, tangible yeah. way? Because... You know, and that's the thing that it seems with the paranormal is that sometimes it's just as easy and cut and dry as, yep, you've got a ghost or, yep, you've got a demon. Yep, there's a portal in here. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's it's a little uh, more subtle than that, where it's like maybe it's, you know, kind of like when you talk about um, uh, anxious people who uh, in turn create poltergeist activity in their house. Because mm-hmm. their own negativity and their demons are coming out and manifesting in random ways. Yeah. 
you know, I know that sounds outlandish sometimes, but it does. But energy is a weird thing. Yeah, and energy can do a lot of things. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's understand. the thing. I uh, when it comes to that, I try to be a little bit open minded to it because, yeah, I mean, you know, if you were living in a house that was haunted as fuck, and you were sleeping in a room where there had been deaths. Uh, or maybe a bride that was, you know, grief stricken or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably have dreams about it. You might be able to place yourself in her shoes mm-hmm. and see yourself as her. Um, you might experience her emotions. And so at the end of the day, to what extent all that is real, I don't know. Um, but it does seem that we're open to uh, these attacks. We're much more open to things that are hard to believe when we're unconscious because mm. our oh, yeah. the logical part of our brains go bye-bye yep. and we're completely Absolutely. open to it. Yeah, so, you sure. know, yeah. Uh, you know, but that's the thing is like when I talk about uh, creatures, you know, that's what I mean when I say we have to set up the paranormal rules. You can't just start having physical creatures who are also paranormal creatures. Either you're an energy creature or you're a physical creature. You can't necessarily be both, you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. Me neither. That's what makes it so fascinating. Right. Okay, so real quick, um, since we've been talking about the, you know, the supernatural and the paranormal, people often want to know what's the difference between the paranormal and the supernatural. And I found a really cool response on Quora. And so I'll write, I'll talk about that. Um, somebody wrote, the supernatural is by definition something beyond nature, basically magic and religion. There is no attempt to prove or disprove supernatural beliefs since they depend basically on faith, superstition, and magical thinking. Okay. Paranormal, on the other hand, refers to a series of purported phenomena which happen alongside what is normal but are claimed or were claimed to be legitimate subjects of scientific study. So, so what are they, you know, talking about there? Um, I believe, yeah. That's kind of my take on it, too. And that's why I chose this one, Mm -hmm. is that I believe the supernatural is, you know, super being extra, natural being the natural world. It's Mm -hmm. extra natural. Therefore, it's usually something that's referring to something uh, mystical or magical or or religious Mm -hmm. based in nature. Yeah. Whereas the paranormal is above para. Normal, above normal. It's just extra normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that the, the difference is, is that the supernatural makes no, um, it's just is. It's, it's unchallenged. Whereas the paranormal, mm-hmm. we can see phenomenon and challenge it. Yeah. Paranormal is more reality based. It's in our is more reality like, where, like, yeah. Woo. <clears throat> it's woo. It's woo stuff. It's woo based. It's well. <laughs> You know, like when you're talking about um, religion, for example, when you're talking about God, oftentimes um, we think about God as being outside of or external to our natural world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why time and space is relative to God, that there is no time and space to God. God is eternal, uh, if you so choose to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, God is outside of our natural world. Therefore, it is what? Supernatural. Supernatural, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas the paranormal is usually within our natural world mm-hmm. um, uh, and it usually uh, coexists in our yeah. natural world in some way. Mm-hmm. That's kind yeah. of what I that's, yeah. am, it's am getting It's a phenomenon that. that's happening. <clears throat> it's in our, yeah. in our world, in our realm, in our... 
Yeah. 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 Where it might be outside of what's normal. And that's mm-hmm. why we have to debunk and figure out yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Anyways, I thought that was just a really interesting answer. And yeah, I, I do I'd like share. that. Yeah. So, demons, babe. Do you believe yes. in demons? I, I don't believe in the biblical definition of a demon. Right. I mean, that's and, how I believe. Yeah. I think it's it, they're probably just malicious some entities. type of nature spirit. That's what I'm thinking. Mal- I just think they're a nature spirit. And, and, and I do yeah. believe the ceremony of priests. I do believe oppression and uh, possession are real. Mm-hmm. I don't Can believe be. it's the not most... as not as common as they make it seem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you things. think all the movies and all the hoopla and hype, yeah. it kind of makes it seem like it's way more prevalent than it really yeah. is. Yeah. And sometimes I do believe when it happens, I think it can happen um, to people who are very religious. Um, I do. Sometimes I believe that it's real and that it's really happening. Uh, sometimes I believe it's just a, extreme, um, like if a, a, like if you had a very young religious girl from Mexico, you know, like the story, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, like the story of um, The Exorcist was actually a boy in real mm-hmm. life yeah. from South America. Yeah. And <clears throat> the story was, he was, they were deeply, deeply Christian or deeply, deeply Catholic. Yeah. And um, he might've been having uh, some, uh, some kind of mental health problems uh, because when you live in a family that's deeply religious and deeply poor, uh, you get all this negative energy and superstition mm-hmm. and then yeah. you can't separate reality from fiction. Your young mind doesn't know the difference because you've been raised to believe yeah. all of this. Yeah. And so then the ceremony or act of um, exercising the demon it's either doing one of two things. It's literally exercising this demon demonic force outside of you, or the possibility is, and the more likely scenario is that nine times out of 10, what you're doing is you're getting a deeply religiously fragile, broken human being to um, let go of their guilt Mm -hmm. or some, you know, zealotry. And and the ceremony uh, cleanses them of their mental health problems. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think the majority of of cases where someone does need an exorcism, it's either mental health issues or it's just the beliefs that have piled mm-hmm. on and it it causes these mental health issues. But either way, I think the exorcisms work because a either you are you so believe in that stuff that you hear it and it it snaps you out of it and it mm-hmm. brings you around and heals you. Sure. Or if in the super rare case that it's an actual possession. Mm-hmm. It's the ritual of it. It's yeah. the, the get out, the get out, the forceful the, getting, yes, evoking, and the it's spirit not to actually the religion part it's of the it. Energy. It's the energy, it's the intention, and, yes, right, absolutely. Right. That's that's yeah, my take on sure, it. Sure, why and, not? You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and I do believe malicious uh, spirits exist. I do believe that if demons exist, um, the more likely scenario is that they don't have any real connection to the battle between God and Satan no, and all that. Not at all. I think you know because every time. And I'm just looking for patterns here. Every time I see a demon, whether it be at Bob Mackey's uh, House of Music or whatever it is in Kentucky. Bobby Mackey, you remembered. Bobby Mackey's, yeah, I know. <laughs> we yeah, can I never remember. remember. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, or, or wherever, <clears throat> uh, you start to look for patterns. And the pattern is, is that they seem like, for example, there might be a demon at the Lamb House. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like when you have too much negative energy collect... 
for too long. It opens up a yes. rift or a portal, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a show on portals. Yeah. But the, the, the negative energy kind of uh, tears the fabric between the natural world and the spirit world. And then over time, negative energies can c- congregate and s- get stronger until um, it either creates a dark force or it invites a dark mm. force. And that's, yeah. You know what that's I mean? The, that, that's the chicken or the egg thing. Yeah. Is it, is it creating it or is inviting it? And, right. And we don't And I know. think it can be either or both. Sure. Or, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, and that's that's the thing. It's kind of like... You know, when the Hulk uh, says, either all of this is real or none of it is, you know. Right. I yeah. mean, we're trying to make heads or tails of what might be real. And so, you know, in that case, yeah, um, either the dark concentrated energy becomes something or it's simply inviting something. Mm-hmm. Because it seems yeah. like a lot of demons, they, they hang out in dark spaces. They hang out and um, they want to be left alone. They're malicious. They're, they growl. They, 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 they bite. And growl and and gnash their teeth and Just they scratch. Kind of how I feel sometimes when people bother me. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't blame them. <laughs> You're a demon. I knew it. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. And so at the end of the day, um, I don't know which is which, or what came first, or if it's all real or not. Hard to say. I yeah. mean, but I do believe that demons, to me, seem to be just little. Uh, they like to be in the dark. They like to inhabit dark spaces. And it always seems to be somewhere where there was a ton of tur- psychic turbulence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. A lot of death, a lot, lot of negativity, bad, a lot of psychic ner- turbulence. Bad occurrences. And- bad occurrences, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so do enough bad occurrences literally create a sentient being? Or does it just simply invite something that's always existed? Yeah. I don't know. That is one of the questions. Yeah, that's yes. why we talk about this yep. stuff, because we're trying to figure this stuff yep. out, yep. you know? And so that goes into portals and the thinning of the veil between our natural world and uh, the spirit realm, if you will. You know, you know, you, you hear so many stories of shadow figures. You know, you hear that shadow figures happen when, when people are hallucinating on drugs or, or they've had uh, long bouts of insomnia. They'll see shadow figures or perhaps they're, uh, you know, tweakers. You hear a lot of tweakers here see these things. Um, and so is it the drugs that's making them hallucinate? Again, chicken or egg. Or is it you've been opened up to these forces because, because you're speeding up your yeah. molecules, you're speeding mm-hmm. up your brain, you're opening up parts of your brain that are usually dormant. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. It's like the fear cage effect. Right. Are you seeing things because you're in this weird electronic? Well, explain what a fear cage so is. So fear cage is... Yeah. Um, in areas where there's like intense electronic activity, like mm-hmm. lots of lights or lots of computers and people, if they're surrounded by these things. Well, I think it happens a lot in basements. Yeah. Where, where there's, there's a lot of dirt around work. you and then you're surrounded by this electrical work and, and it yeah. causes these. <clears throat> You'll get high EMF readings, electromagnetic frequency yeah. readings that are very high. And over time, these, um, <clears throat> it could be because of unshielded electrical uh, outlets, unshielded wires unshielded terminals Mm -hmm. and so um if you're around it enough you'll create you'll get anxiety fear cage they call it it a fear cage cage because you're you're creating an environment where you're getting anxious in that environment and then and you can see things so again the whole thing is is that energy creating some type of entity is it just making you feel like you're seeing things or is it inviting something in it's, right. Well, so it's the whole. Well, and that's the question. thing. Also, is that we cannot discount the fact uh, of how this is all energy 
<clears throat> and mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about magnetic phenomenon here, EMF, magnetic phenomenon. Anytime you have electricity and energy and you have a concentration of energy in an environment that has, you know, uh, limestone, brick, or mm-hmm. rock, yes. um, uh, wa- you know, basements or, or hollowed ground that have lots of dirt, dirt beneath, between and water it, in water, the dirt. And pipes and, and, mm-hmm. and, and electricity, yeah. And yeah. so, so you're talking about a concentration of energy in a location where it can't dissipate, it can't, mm-hmm. it can't escape. Yeah. And so over time, does that just like carbon monoxide poisoning? Does it? You get too much electricity, and therefore you start feeling anxious, or is it, it that energy up? opening up the, yeah. a veil or, or tearing yeah. the fabric between those worlds? Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. You have to, when you're thinking about these things, you have to be somewhat pragmatic and yet be somewhat uh, open-minded yeah, simultaneously, and it's hard to do. It is. You and know? that's what makes it so fascinating and so fun. Right. So we're going to do an entire episode on portals, and so that's why we're not going to go too far into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't dig up a lot of stuff, but I do have a few different kinds of portals, and we'll go into that mm-hmm. in the show about yeah. portals. And that's why today's episode is really just a survey of all this phenomenon. So we can kind of get a, a baseline of what's real, what isn't real. Um, you know, But I do have written here, um, at the end of the day, uh, we have to respect the dead, we have to respect the paranormal, and we have to find ways to not invite it into our life. I know it's fascinating, I know we all love it, but sometimes energetically or religiously or spiritually, we can open ourselves to that world and evoke these things, invite mm-hmm. these things, uh, magnetically align ourselves where we become sort of a beacon or, or magnetic yeah. magnet mm-hmm to these energies and we can actually and that's why psychics uh have their abilities you know i think being an empath is kind of like being a psychic but it's It's just just turned strong it's not as strong Mm -hmm. right and so i would say you know if 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 the knob you know goes to 11 uh you know i'm probably at a five or six Mm -hmm. uh you're at a three or four and uh, psychics are at a 10 or 11 and i can't remember if i've heard Mm -hmm. this described on a ghost show or if it was in a movie um, mm-hmm. like conjuring or whatever, but it's like those kind of people, the stronger they are with whatever their ability is, they're kind of like a lighthouse in this dark realm. Yeah. And, and sure. entities will see that or yeah, sense that and be drawn towards I think they want it's... to gravitate to any energy that's not their own. Mm-hmm. They want, they want what we have, which is yeah, life. But, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So at the end of the day, we could become a, a, a beacon of sorts. Yeah. And the more you concentrate on it, the, the stronger the more you, you talk make about yourself, it, the more you the think about it. And that's the... why Rebecca and I ha- try very hard to not live as empaths. We don't spend the whole day every day going, we're empaths, 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 empaths. Blah, 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 blah. You no. talk about it too much. And then you, yeah. you, you, you almost invite negativity. You invite attack. Yeah. Psychic definitely. attack, whether that be from people or, or mm-hmm. that supernatural, yeah. you know, paranormal realm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Well, I got a few more things. Um, you know, yeah, we have to respect the paranormal. We have to respect the dead. If you're ever doing a paranormal investigation, you respect them. Treat them like people. Yeah, absolutely. Treat them like people. Definitely. Treat them like they deserve to be treated. That's mm-hmm. what this show's about anyway. So yeah, right? how hard is that Just to do? Just continue it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Um, 
inviting the paranormal into your life unintentionally. Yeah, well, the same thing. Uh, it's just it, it can get exceedingly easy if you dwell on this stuff. You got to have life balance. Um, that's also as an empath too. Thinking and talking mm-hmm. about empath stuff all day, every day is going to highlight and accentuate your power. Yeah. In your Definitely. gift, and and so your energies become polarly uh, polarly aligned a certain way, and so we have to take breaks. We have to self care. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to find ways of blocking and filtering out the outside world. Yeah. Um, and um, where we draw that line of what's real and what's make believe, I don't know. You know, our friend mm-hmm. Idris, she's a she's a Wiccan, and I feel like I'm learning a lot about the energetic world because of her. Um, but I don't also, I want to learn about the dynamics there because I want to learn about energy and healing and intention, mm-hmm. but My I friend, also don't um, want to start believing in everything too, too much because we might actually start inviting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I have a friend at work, Jerry. <clears throat> yeah. If you're listening, Jerry, I don't know how much hey, you listen to our show, <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's, she's got a lot of stories about things and she does a lot of that kind of stuff too. And mm-hmm. has, has taught me some things and like, like, just like the, the the energy stuff and the candle stuff and oh, the, okay. yeah. like you know she gave me a little a thing to say to <clears throat> and that's to really just what we call the with... spiritual arts yeah exactly. sometimes it's She's wicked very... sometimes it's spiritualism mm-hmm. sometimes it's um you know i don't mm-hmm. know and she's the one that i've told you about that she she's walked into houses before and been like nope can't be in here. Too much stuff going on. Well, see, that me. happens to me a lot. Yeah. And the whole reason why I'm doing this show today, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fact that I sense energies big time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really quite lucky to live in a home with not a lot of negative energy, not a lot of death, not a lot of spirits. It's new. It's not made out of brick. Right. It's- Being it's a mobile home, I believe the energy dis- um, yeah. disperses easier. Definitely. Like yeah. if we were in a big old home, perhaps our own negative energy might, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like we're in that apartment in Vancouver. Longer. It's, yeah, it was a, a more sturdy building. Right. It was a bigger building, big brick and, building. And so it it stayed there I, longer. Yeah, we got there, and uh, the, the previous tenants, who knows how long they lived there? Who knows what kind of people they were? But man, when we got into that room, I didn't feel. I felt it in the whole house, but, but I felt it most bedroom. in that back bedroom. Yeah. And we had to cleanse it, and it you know it after a couple of times, it did it did dissipate and go mm-hmm. away. But that's why I'm here, because I can't deny the fact that I sense spirits, I sense uh, energies, and I sense intentions. And uh, and that's really all it is about, being an empath. Call it being a hypersensitive. Call it being an intuitive. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, however you want to define it, it it's, it's, you know, and that's why I get on people who tend to have such rigid views about what it has to be and how it has to go. You yeah. don't know that, man. No, not at you all. You don't always know. And so yeah. we have to be flexible about other people's beliefs. And that's why with religion, do I believe in God anymore? Not in the biblical sense, but I do believe that there's energy. Perhaps there's a, a collective conscience up there, if you will. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, is that um, just because I don't necessarily believe in, in religion uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I automatically say poo-poo to everything, you know, and that's, why I think it's just so odd that you could be religious and believe in an invisible uh, g- you know, spirit, mm-hmm. the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, but did you not believe in a ghost? What? Right, yeah. You know what I, I think know. that is, though? I think that's they're, they're not allowed to believe in the Indoctrination. <laughs> well, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. But I think I really do believe that their um, their church uh, dissuades them from believing in the oh, occult yeah. because it can open them up to a lot of negative psychic turbulence. Mm-hmm. And that's that, probably that's, why. That's the reasoning. I think it's just well, and also because it, um, a lot of the uh, occult comes from uh, comes from uh, what do you call it? I'm having trouble with the word help. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it probably has a little bit to do with they don't want to invite negativity in their lives, and they they're they're um, they're not supposed to believe in uh, anything that's pagan or occult because it's mm-hmm. like evoking negative spirits and Satan and all that. Yeah, but yeah. but I don't believe that just because something is passed on doesn't mean that it's necessarily evil, and that's the thing is mm-hmm. we do this, you know, because there's. You know, there's two extremes. You could be like Grant Wilson, who's like, yeah, you know, these spirits, they're just here. They're not bad or good. They're just here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that to be true in a lot of the cases. Occasionally, when things are a little crazy, uh, there might be a dark force or entity in there. Um, but, yeah, these TV shows will make you think that there's this ginormous world of, of make-believe and that's the thing is I don't want to say it's all fake, but I do believe that when we create more and more and more stories and recreations, um, it just, I don't know, it's not helping the cause, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on how it's done. <laughs> well, we're just trying yeah. we're trying to create baselines of reality. Mm-hmm. And the more we learn and the more we start to see patterns, the more we can say, oh, throw that in the belief box. Mm-hmm. You know, throw yeah. that out with the non-belief box. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just trying to sort out what's real, what's not so real. And so, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, can energies manifest in our minds as to show themselves as anything they want? Maybe that would explain yeah. why there's yeah. all these quote unquote mythic beasts and creatures mm-hmm. is that they're, they can manifest into what we are scared of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could be based on your religious background. It could be based on your cultural background. And that's why there are certain mythical figures in different cultures, like gins and Filipino culture and whatever. We all have these different things. And that's what I'm trying to understand is, are these things real because we make them real because our culture makes them real? or And we willed them into existence? Or is it just that these things have always existed and this is our interpretation? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. And they exist everywhere, mm-hmm. but we just... Happen mm-hmm. to see them in different ways due yeah. to our own cultural right. backgrounds. Yeah, you know, I think it's it, both. Yeah, <laughs> either or, both, neither. I, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But so again, that's what makes it so interesting. It is. Yeah, it is fascinating. Um, yeah. So you know, um, so at the end of the day, I do believe that if you're gonna get into the spiritual arts, or rituals, or ceremony, or energy healing, or any of that stuff, um, you know, just make sure that you're not opening yourself up to psychic attack. Uh, that could mean, uh, you know, you can have protection and healing spells. You can do things and light candles for other people's health, things like that. Um, but also um, realize that if you go too far down the rabbit hole, you may not get out, mm-hmm. you know, because it can, the more you open yourself to this, the, the more you also open yourself not only to that realm, but also you start opening yourself to mental health problems. Yeah, becoming obsessed with something, right. getting obsessive behaviors about sure. things. So and it can yeah, put some darkness way. inside of you, and you, now it's hard to tell whether it's the darkness is coming from within, mm-hmm. your own internal demons, mm-hmm. or is it some real external tormentor. 
Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, at the end of the day, babe, I think that the paranormal is real. I do believe that there are dark forces. Um, but um, at the same time, I don't want to give it so much power that it starts evading my mind and my mm. happiness and my space. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. You just have to go into <clears throat> it knowing what you you could be getting into, just being aware of what could happen. Mm-hmm. Even if it's completely outside the realm of what you think could happen, just right. be aware of it and just go into things yeah. carefully. So we're almost done here, but I'm going to re- read you, to you guys what I wrote about the paranormal on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was just writing one day. I, I, I should. I, this will end up eventually on my blog or somewhere, but I just yeah. put it on Facebook. Or in a book. Or, or in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> but here's what I wrote. And then we'll get and then we'll kind of wrap up our thoughts at the end. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, doing research, i.e. watching silly ghost shows. I call them silly ghost shows because <laughs> sometimes they're just so out, outside right. the norm, mm-hmm. you know. They make these things seem ridiculous, but, you know, they're fun. Anyway, doing research, i.e. watching silly ghost shows. I don't believe in ghosts just because it's creepy and fun. I believe I've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of instances where inexplicable things have happened. I always try to look for natural reasons for these events, then to eliminate possible hoaxing, pareidolia, or the power of suggestion. But once you eliminate all those things and things are still happening, you just might have a paranormal situation on your hands. I believe ghosts are a fairly rare thing, when you speak the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you think of the billions of people who have inhabited the earth, the billions of people who came and went before us, and the number of old buildings and grounds where dark, brutal, or horrible things have happened, you start to see how energy and negative energy over time can manifest in unnatural ways. The more I get into this, the more you start to see patterns of phenomenon. And the more you begin to see a greater understanding of residual energy. I believe hoaxing in these days of social media and YouTube is always a possibility. But if you take all the first-hand accounts that people have had, you begin to realize that either there's millions of people who are either lying, hoaxing, or crazy, or the more likely scenario is that they're telling the truth. It's odd. It's freaky. It's sometimes unsettling. But it's also a lot of creepy good fun. <clears throat> that is when it's not happening to you. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I believe that energy manifests, congregates, and comes out in weird ways. Why? I don't yet know. Doesn't, does this prove the afterlife? Possibly, but not necessarily. Uh, because what if ghosts are the exception to the rule, but not the norm? In other words... Most of the time when people die, their energy disperses and they go to heaven or out into the universe, depending on your spiritual beliefs. But every so often, what paranormal enthusiasts are starting to understand is that sometimes this kinetic energy is sentient, i.e. it's a thinking, acting agent or ghost. And sometimes it's a complete, it's completely re- residual, meaning it's just old energy imprinted on the fabric of time and space. Either way, we're not just uh, trying to understand Uh, this phenomenon because it's creepy good fun, but because we're trying to understand truly what we are, what the dynamics of energy is, and how we can gain an understanding of the natural world and the supernatural world in order to gain knowledge of who and what we really are, what this planet is and what we coexist with, and to what extent we can grow in the field to help protect people when things get a little too weird for normal life to go on. Uh, What we're trying to ascertain 
is what is life itself? What is really happening here? And what can we, what can be done about it to create sustainable outcomes for all parties involved? It's fun, but it's unsettling the more you open yourself up to it. I feel like it's a thing that you must get into very carefully because when you open yourself up, your energy can actually open yourself and attune yourself to it, thus making yourself a magnet of sorts. So while we are all fascinated by it, we must also learn to respect it, respect those who've passed on, and respect those things that li- never lived in human or animal form. In other words, mm-hmm. demons and inhuman spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually a pretty scientifically grounded person, but I've just seen way too much now to think that it's all a bunch of nonsense. There are plenty of places that could make a believer out of even the most ardent skeptic. But we always try to debunk, then whatever can't be eliminated as natural is potential evidence. Uh, It's weird, but it's also a part of nature. We must try to understand if we're trying, if we're truly trying to understand the physics of the universe, because it is, it too is a lesser known part of what makes up this world. So that's just a little thing I wrote. And, uh, and that's the thing. That's the common thing we're learning is that. Energy is energy, whether it comes out of your power strip or whether it's a battery or whether it's coming out mm-hmm. of you or yeah. whether it's, you know, uh, residual. It's been mm-hmm. there. It's stored energy. Yeah. And, and perhaps the paranormal comes out uh, from time to time when the conditions are met. Maybe there's a thunderstorm. Maybe it's humid. And there's a lot of positive ions in the mm-hmm. air. Perhaps uh, the spirit can manifest when it finally finds enough energy to go, hey, look, I'm here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So at the end of the day, what do you think, babe? I mean, what what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts, like I've said, it's super interesting. It's super fascinating. And I don't ever want to be the kind of person that's just completely shuts myself off. Like, nope, not possible. That's done. Like, it's just, for one, where's the fun in that? Like, it's just, I, I... I'm open to all of it. Well, and it seems I like... to happen too much to discount. Yeah, exactly. So we have to say there's something going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, and I just want to keep watching things and listening to people and mm-hmm. reaching my own conclusions or not. Just kind of keep building. Well, my and sometimes base it of just it takes and... time where you just sit back in silence for a while, and then mm-hmm. over time you're like, oh, I'm starting to see patterns. Here. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by it. I'm gonna keep watching things about it, being open about it, and just trying to learn as much as I can. What would you say to people who are into the paranormal, who are getting into it, but you want them to be safe? Uh, Talk Mm -hmm. about where we should draw the line between belief and skepticism. Yeah, well, just even if you're super skeptic, just go into it with the the belief that it could be real. So why not take precautions? Yeah. Like just don't be, don't open yourself up to stuff so much that you either cause things to happen or Mm -hmm. make things happen or allow things to happen. Just go into it carefully. Yeah. Because I think if you obsess on it, you too could find yourself trapped in a world or trapped in energy or trapped in your own mental demons um, and, yeah. and not have a way out. And mm-hmm. so it's not its not that we believe in every type of weird, crazy thing. No. It's just that um, we don't really know what we're playing with here. And it's fun mm-hmm. to find out things that 
shouldn't be. It's mm-hmm. like, why is this happening? Like, I don't 100% believe in, you know, spirit board stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring one in my house mm-hmm. and start messing around with it. You know, I played around <laughs> with one uh, a few times. And the one time uh, I was with this girl and uh, she's like, you want to play with the spirit board? And, uh, you know, I've, I have a long, long history with the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, not really. But I was trying to get laid. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> and um, we had been drinking that night. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she puts it out and we started, we got the planchette and we started doing it. And all of a sudden outside, this cat goes, <laughs> and I went, nope. <laughs> I literally went, nope. And I stood up and I said, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Was that a coincidence? Maybe. Could be. But, but it also could not be. So yeah, well, why she, mess around with it? Well, that? and also she feel, felt to me, um, it, I hate to admit this, but it was a one night stand. Um, you know, it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is I, the reason why it didn't work out is because we tried to become friends after that night. And uh, I just learned that she was in a really dark place. Um, she was living at home. She she didn't like her circumstances. She, there was some weird relationship abuse with the boyfriend, their mom's boyfriend. And I was just like, this is too heavy for me, man. Yeah. I got to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and so what was she inviting spirits? Because she was talking about how she thinks that it was haunted in there. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I was catching a weird vibe that whole night. And I don't know whether it was because of the spirit board or because I wasn't really meant to be there. And mm-hmm. here's these new people say, that yeah. I'm not sure about, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, and so that's the thing is that I believe we can invite the wrong people into our life. We can write, invite the wrong mentalities. We can invite the wrong energies. And sometimes we just bring out the demons inside of us because... We're not prepared for the answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. so yeah, but that's why we do this and that's why mm-hmm. it's fun. And and so if you guys are getting into this, yeah, I would just say, you know, just be cautious. Um, yeah. Don't evoke spirits. Um, if you're doing any kind of healing, cleansing ceremony, always close the session. Don't leave yeah. open the session, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, because your intentions, when you open up channels, you have to hang up the phone. Yeah, that's a good way to keep the phone up, things can get through. you got to hit the end call button. That's right. Before you leave. Yes, indeed. So, mm-hmm. anyways, thank you, baby, for your insight today. It was very helpful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything that we missed? Anything you want to talk about at the end? Nothing extra I can think about. We pretty <clears> much covered a lot of the a stuff, lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And this is why I wanted to start at a baseline. We will start going into very specific phenomenon and talk about it. Uh, we're going to do a show very soon on portals and EVPs and uh, the spirit realm. And, you know, again, we're always trying to figure out the truth. Mm-hmm. We can have fun, but we also have to learn what's real. And I just think, you know, I... I've had a few weird things happen in my life where I'm just open enough to know that weird shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why uh, I'm just respectful of, en- of it enough to not mock it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, I also don't want to give too much power energy to other people, agents outside of my home who can now, you know, like, you know, is, you know, every person that you piss off, they're going to, they're going to get a voodoo doll and, and mm-hmm. start messing with you and messing with your life. Yeah. Um, if they have training, maybe. But uh, I think in more times than not, we have to know how to take our energy back 
from people who are trying to steal our energy. Whether we're granting them too much power to hurt us or whether we're opening ourselves to their attacks on us because we're not. In other words, we have to be skeptical enough to say, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. not so skeptical that we mock it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just seems like there's a balance there. There is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. with everything. Yes, ma'am. So thank you very much, baby. Uh, good talk. Yeah. Great episode. Thank you guys so very much. We're going to have one more for you this week. Um, I think I'm going to start getting into the habit of doing one paranormal episode and then one other episode. And when Mm -hmm. I say other, I mean empath stuff or mental health stuff. Uh, I don't want to abandon you guys. Uh, I think uh, finding out how to be strong and live a robust life in a very weird culture um that's what it's about. Why do we talk about uh, why do we talk about politics? Why do we talk about uh, the working struggles of working people? Uh, because it all ties into our happiness and our belief in ourselves. And if we don't take agency over ourselves, we others will take agency over us. Yeah. And absolutely. and the more you believe in yourself, the more your energy and intention is. Um, thinking and moving towards the direction of your power and worth, the less other people can take over your lives, the less you you open yourself to psychic attack, the less that shitty, go-nowhere corporate life uh, infringes upon your right to exist. Yeah. You have to look out for yourself. That's right. Got to watch your six, as we used to say in the Army. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much, hon. I love you. Anytime. Great, great stuff. And (laughs) thank you guys for a great episode. I'm happy with this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Usually I say that off air, but (laughs) I'm happy with this episode. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, I have a Patreon that you can contribute a couple bucks if you wish. Um, I'm going to have a YouTube channel up soon and a website. Um, Thank you guys so very much. And if you ever have any questions or any topics that need addressing, just come find us at Chef Bride Comedy or Surviving Empathy Podcast on mostly Instagram, but a little bit on Twitter and Facebook, too. And uh, where can they reach you, baby? Spooky Nerdy Gal. The Spooky Nerdy Gal, yeah. So thank you, guys. We'll have one more for you in one in the bag, as they say. And uh, thank you guys so very much. It's going to be a great season. And uh, we love you here, and we are here for your mental health support. We are here as empaths to empower the energetically sensitive, and we're here to talk about how we can uh, find strength and power in a world that's going topsy-turvy out of control. That's what it's about. Yes, ma'am. So thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.